Hi guys, uh, welcome to the Winner Circle. Today we have a very, very beautiful person in the show. He's a political consultant, he's a business consultant, he's an entrepreneur. He's also the executive secretary of uh, African Coalition for Development. Um, no other person than Gideon Baleke. Hi Gideon. Hi Jay, it's such a pleasure to be in this amazing show with you, you know. Uh, yeah. The goal is to promote the African continent to attract the right investment and to boost the investment of the continent as we have to to create that change um, uh, for our dear continent. You know, things are moving in the right direction, and it's this is the time to amplify everything. All right, that's great. I like that your intro there. <laughs> this is the time to amplify everything. So, um, just like. You all know it's it's the winner circle. It's the the podcast for the winners, you know, business winners. Um, uh, not just only business, you know, uh, winners in all spheres of life, and that's what we want. We want to see you win. So, if you want to, you know, listen to people who have done their part in the world, in the business, in the medical field, and all that, you need to be on this winner circle. You need to like follow and like and make sure you stick to this channel so um going back to um gideon um i you know like i this is the second time i'm doing the uh, the african series african investment series because a lot of um a lot of my followers have been asking me that they need to understand how to invest in africa and somebody who's an expert who have done so much in their own lives you know and uh, who have taken that bold step of entrepreneurship you know, they really want to learn from you or want to learn from those people. So the last time I brought somebody who was able to break it down, you know, um, we broke down the, the, the um, how to go about the investment in Africa. So now I would want to ask you directly, uh, and which is just straight to the point. So what are the key factors that make Africa an attractive region for investment? Yeah, first and foremost, I just want to mention something uh, special. Uh, we're living under a new African economic development era. And that's what attracts investors to the continent these days. You know, Africa is a continent that has not been exploited uh, to its full potential. And uh, that will present a tremendous opportunities for all the people, the dreamers seeking to maximize profits. And when I talk about profit, I talk about investment. And that's why Africa is becoming more and more attractive. And um, we have different factors, such as the uh, labor market, the population. Uh, we have economic reforms that are happening across countries in Africa. We have uh, some of the fastest growing economies. And all these indices shows that uh, Africa is moving actually uh, in the right direction. But the work has to be done uh, correctly and it has to be amplified because uh, the amplification of that work will produce an immediate result that will unleash uh, the potential of Africa. Because mm -hmm. it's all about making that huge difference and taking the continent to other heads. Wow. That's taking the continent ahead. So, but now, um, I was going to ask you, you know, I was going to, you know, um, add that to the fact that what sector would you advise as a consultant um, that, um, that is promising? What sector is promising in Africa for investors? All the sectors are promising in Africa. And hmm. all the sectors related to the promotion of the human capital. We have one of the youngest population in the world. Um, three in four young people in 2020 2050, you know, 2050, mm. 2060 will be an African. And that uh, represents a tremendous potential, you know. When you have people, you have the labor, you have people who could work in industries. So Africa represents actually 
uh, an Eldorado for all potential investment, be it in industrial, um, uh, in industrial processes, people who want to invest in manufacturing, be it in the services, e-commerce, banking industry, agriculture, the mining industry that has been booming for uh, for decades across Africa. But we we have other potential investment, even the uh, economic and finance uh, uh, finance sector. You know, it's a sector that has been to be tapped into too. The real estate markets and uh, the um, uh, the the we have other investments such as the um, uh, the procurements. You know, um, we we have other investments such as um, uh, uh, these new technologies that are uh, you know the carbon credit that uh, yeah the carbon credits. You know. We, we with our forestry, we have tourism, we have mm. uh, the artificial intelligence, education. Mm. So Africa is a territory that has to be conquered, and it has to be conquered first and foremost by Africans from the diaspora, because we need Africans to take over Africa. And secondly, mm. we have to attract other investment because Africa represented an opportunity for every person seeking to maximize profit mm. in a short. Periods and and you know seeking to just uh, contribute to um, to the change of the narrative uh, all across the globe. Wow, that's uh, that the point is stronger. So when you're making your point, you talked about Africans in diaspora. So if I'm going to hacks, because you know that's a very very view good view because I always believe that okay probably we can have foreigners come invest in Africa. So but you talked about Africa. Africans in the diaspora. So, what role can the African in the in the diaspora play in driving investment into the continents? Diaspora already is positioned uh, in a place that they play a critical role in in the African continent. Look at the uh, economic index. Look at the remittance hmm. uh, that is being sent from the diaspora to Africa. It's actually more than what we receive as Africa in terms of foreign aid. And those uh, prove that, of course, the diaspora plays a critical role on the African economy. But what we are just uh, requesting from the diaspora is to um, canalize those resources in a way that they are able to produce and to multiply the wealth so that they can, um, they can create a, me a mechanism of sustainability in terms of investment, you know, they have to invest in, uh, in real assets, you know, because most of the money that is being sent by the diaspora, it's just for, cons for, uh, for consumption, you know, and uh, we need the diaspora to uh, start thinking strategically. Of course, it's happening, but we need to do more uh, to start investing in sectors such as education. They should build hospitals. They, sh they should create unions. Why not creating a bank for the African diaspora, you know? and put that money in that bank so that all the Africans who have great ideas could easily access a loan and go and invest in uh, whatever project across the continent that should empower our young people, that should create jobs, and that will produce wealth and profit for everyone. You know, Everyone mm. has to win in that game, and it requires a level of strategy. And I think the diaspora should take the lead because people from the diaspora have expertise, they are exposed, and uh, they, they've acquired this set of knowledge that's positioned them uh, ahead. And they could leverage on that to um, accelerate the development process of Africa. Hmm. I agree because a lot of, uh, if you look at Nigeria, um, um, the owner of Globalcom Nigeria, one of the biggest um, um, telecommunication organization in West Africa, you know, he came all the way from New York, he moved back to Nigeria and invested. And now he's like one of the biggest. He broke the monopoly of uh, the uh, the NTN then, way back then. So, but anyways, one major question that um, investors or Probably people in diaspora always ask, they always talk about the challenges, you know, in investing at home. You know, there are different challenges, but I know you know better. So what challenges or obstacles do investors typically face when considering Africa as an investment destination? 
what you know, I will want you to answer that. Well, first and foremost, uh, there's no investment without risk. Secondly, uh, of course, the environment might not be that conducive, but Africa belongs to Africans. You know, when you are taking your risk at home, you can't calculate this as a problem. You have to present yourself as a problem solver. And that's where most of the people in the diaspora are, are taking it wrong. You know, there is no established systems and the lack of those systems are not just problems. There are opportunities in terms of investment. So they should be way strategic and approach Africa differently um, compared to the rest of the world. You know, you, you cannot approach the United States in terms of investment the way you're approaching the African continent. You, you need to position yourself in a situation um, where you think like a disruptor, someone who want to bring change, someone who want to maximize profit, of course. But, you know, your maximization of profit should be based on the change you want to make on the continent. And uh, that's why uh, I think they should start approaching the African continent differently. You know, uh, things have to have to change across the across the continent. We we don't have all the uh, preconditions requirements, but who is going to create them? If they can be created by our own people who have traveled abroad, who have gained experience, who have had access to capital, so it's up to them. It's their responsibility regardless of the risk because the stake is high but the fruit and the result as well is higher and they can maximize the profit they could benefit from um uh they could benefit from uh from this investment and they will make a difference in in the development process of africa mm -hmm. and that's all we want yeah i agree with that you know like just like i always say rich is very important in business um if you go to bed it's a risk. How are you sure you're going to wake up the next day? So it's all yeah. risk. So risk is very important in business. But, you know, there's what they call calculated risk. So now I'm going to ask a question. You know, it's not a question. It's just a follow-up question. So you talked about risk. You need to take risk. So, but how can investors mitigate the risk mm. associated with investing in Africa? How can they mitigate it? Uh, you know, the mitigation comes from the reforms that are being made in Africa. You know, things are moving in the right direction. They might not be moving uh, rapidly, but still the change, uh, changes are happening, you know, progressively. And we have mm. to acknowledge that uh, the, 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 the work that uh, should be done here or the right question should be how to accelerate the reforms so that the environment can be way more conducive for any person to invest uh, uh, in the continent. Because look, I've seen African complaining, but go and see Chinese, they are making millions in Africa. Mm. And it's the same environment. They don't complain about the environment. They just learn how to navigate through the environment. Mm. Look at Lebanese, they come from Lebanon and they go to Africa. They are making mm. millions and millions, millions where Africans are complaining. So it's how we approach the problem. Because, as I said, we have to approach the continent as problem solver. Don't approach the problem as if you're approaching uh, a system that is already pre-established. It's a continent that is moving into uh, other directions. It's under this uh, particular crucial moment. And we have to acknowledge and take into consideration that so that we could, uh, we could all approach the problem pragmatically, strategically, and to think as Africans, because it's all about making the change, changing the narrative. And if we uh, have uh, uh, some problems in terms of governance, in terms of um, um, uh, a lack of pragmatic reforms, we could still impose them because it's our continent. So we have to learn how to navigate through the system and how to maneuver to it so that we could make that uh, positive impact. Hmm. That's, that's, a, that's a very strong point. And I'm going to add to that. I believe government policies is very important. It's very, very important in making, you know, these risks limited, you know. So um, what's your take on government policies, especially when it comes to investment in Africa? You know, how can, what, or what role can government policy makers 
what role can they play in promoting investment in Africa? Uh, the role of for government is to regulate the society. So they have to play fairly their regulatory role by making sure the game is being played fairly for anyone. They have to make things easier for people who do not have uh, uh, the actual, um, uh, who do not have uh, the uh, lot of resources to, to tap into the continent. Uh, they have to make things easier. They have to improve the economic conditions. They have to improve the um, um, the business doing index. They have to improve um, uh, the attractiveness of the country in terms of investment. And all those things require good policy makers, good reforms, uh, good leadership, good governance, uh, less corruption. Uh, no, we have to fight corruption mm -hmm. because it's a cancer. Yeah. Yeah, we um, embezzlement, you know, all those mm -hmm. uh, bad practices or malpractices that are, are known across uh, uh, the public sectors in Africa when it comes to procurement, contracts and so on. We have to do away with them. And that's why we need policymakers that are conscious and that are willing to uh, acknowledge and embrace that time has come, of course, to move things into other directions. You know, and that's as well the responsibility of the diaspora. Not everyone is a business. Those who are passionate about politics, those who believe they have the capacity to conduct change and to put appropriate policies, they should get into politics, run for offices, and so that they can be in a position to dictate the laws, uh, to bring in policies that will help the continent to move into uh, its promises. Hmm. That's, that's, a, that's a, a strong point of view. So you talked about regulations. So now let's take me as an example. I'm an investor mm -hmm. and I want to invest in Africa. So how would you advise, how would you advise and navigate the complexity of regulations in different well, countries? Because I could, I could actually go to Congo and their rules are different, you know. Mm. And I go to Nigeria, and it's different. And I go to Ghana, you know, it's a little bit complex for investors. How do I? Mm. How do you suggest I navigate? Well, that's a that's a nice point. You know, Africa. When we talk about Africa, we have to acknowledge that uh, it's a myriad of countries, uh, fifty-four countries, independent states, and uh, we have to take into consideration uh, that because all the countries don't actually have the same reality mm -hmm. and um, some are more developed than others others are left behind so uh, I will just advise the investor regard according to the sector in which he is interested in uh, which country he could tap to which country is doing well in terms of, um, of reforms and policies which country has improved its uh, business doing index which country has more um, attractiveness which country has uh, regulations that favor a newcomer into uh, uh, the investment world or a newcomer into the markets to get integrated quickly and to start uh, conducting uh, uh, the business fairly. So uh, it's all about uh, studying uh, different forms of economies and um, um, uh, businesses across Africa and see uh, where does the business fit mm -hmm. most and where the demand or the uh, uh, or the job can be done correctly. Mm -hmm. So uh, it depends. It depends with what the investor wants and where he wants to invest and um, uh, what outcome is he expecting from his investment. But Africa is uh, marvelous because it offers everything. Everything mm -hmm. you want, you, you will in Africa. <laughs> Africa. Yeah, so that's, that's a great point, you know. And if you look at it, if you look at the fact that Africa can give you everything you want. So, but now, an investor want to think think about this in this in this light. Where can I invest? Mm -hmm. So now, I want you to you know you you are an expert in um, investment in Africa and executive uh, um, secretary of the African Coalition for Development. So you know a bit of uh, African countries and all that. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to throw it to the floor because he keeps talking about countries matter, countries matter. So like. Which, if I'm going to say, like, um, give us 10 countries, 10 countries that 
you know, that is good, you know, to for investors. Like it has a good playing ground. I, I and in regards to sorry, with all res- all due respect for or to everyone from you know people from different African countries, maybe your countries are not mentioned here. So, but we are talking about the well-developed one right now for investors that is open mm-hmm. to investors right now that is easier to navigate through. So that's why I want to ask because I don't want to, you know, some people feel like, oh, he didn't mention my country and I'm not mm-hmm. happy about that. So, so that's why I want to just clear that floor. So let's look at 10 countries that you would suggest for an investor right now that want to invest in Africa that they should take, take a shot at. So let me open the floor for you. Yeah, again, that depends on the sector, as I said, you know. Uh, for instance, if you want to invest... all sectors, like, you know... Uh, all, 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 all sectors... I'm not even talking about the 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 the, the, uh, the sector you want to invest on only. I'm talking mm. about the the government policies. You know, those mm. are the, you know, the factors, the policies, the, you know, the things yeah. that make business easy to, to go through. Because if... Mm. You have a, a good region. You have a region which is very bad, corrupt, and all that. And you have resources that people can tap into, but they can't even do business. Why should they even come in the first place? So Definitely. yeah. So those are the things I want you to take note of. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there are uh, some of the most emerging markets across Africa. Let's have a look at uh, Kenya in East Africa. We go to the Corn of Africa. We have Ethiopia. We go mm. to West Africa. We have Nigeria. Yeah. We have Ghana. Uh, we go to um, to the uh, Maghreb. We have Morocco, Algeria. Um, we have uh, Egypt doing well too. We go to uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, um, Southern Africa. Sorry, yeah. we have South Africa. We have Botswana. They are doing well. We have Namibia. They're trying to bring in some reform. Recently, Zambia. They've started to adopt new reforms. And again, in East Africa, Tanzania. They're trying to do. Um, uh, they're trying to bring in a lot of reforms. You know, they are doing well in terms of uh, economic uh, development, and um, uh, even uh, the the small country Rwanda, even the Rwandan, yeah. They, yeah, they've improved their uh, attractiveness. You know, uh, it's a it's a place where you could establish your business, but I fear that they have a huge market. Uh, so if you look at countries. At the same time, at the Central Africa, let's have a look at countries like DRC. Recently, they've adopted reforms that are attracting investors uh, because the Congo was just known for mining industries. But now, just yesterday, actually, the, we had this huge forum um, uh, on on um, we, had, we had this huge forum on uh, agriculture. You know, where we trying to. Uh, redefine our agricultural um our agricultural law so that people could invest in into the country and that's a that's a good thing because it attracts investor into the untapped agricultural sector of the drc remember the country has one of the largest um um one of the largest uh landmass of fertile lands that on, on which you can conduct agriculture Easily um, in Africa, so uh, those are some of some of the countries that are that are moving uh, uh, in the right direction. Of course, there are other countries. Angola, though their economic uh, uh, index has just slowed, um, um, but the thing is, Africa uh, has a lot of countries that are moving actually in the right direction uh, in in overall index of uh, the attractiveness of, of of doing business yeah when you talk about on top market so what are some potential on top market in africa that invest, investors might overlook the sector hmm. the agricultural sector the energy sector let me give you a quick example we have uh, in the central of africa a country called the congo that has an opportunity of um, uh, uh, of generating power to hmm. all the 54 African countries wow. and all the Western Europe by connecting wow. the Inga dams to the dam in Egypt, we can hmm. give electricity to all the continent of Africa and all hmm. Western Europe. Hmm. Those are projects we should invest in because we can talk about 
industrialization of the continent without power. And it's power that comes from uh, dams, you know, and dams are renewable energy. So hmm. those are some of the opportunities we have to tap into. People should invest in energy. There's another important sector, agriculture. Hmm. Agriculture. As I said, the country has one of the mass lands where you could do your agriculture, you know. And, they, and again, the largest one in Africa. 53% of arable land in Africa are located in the DRC, you know, are located in the DRC. And uh, those lands could, um, could uh, help us feed uh, almost uh, the entire continent of Africa. So when we have actually good initiatives across Africa, the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreements, which is a roadmap that has to be followed because it represents something, um, something great that will allow the continent to move into uh, uh, its period of glory and economic, uh, and economic growth. You know, Africa could be the largest market in terms of, uh, in terms of country members. And if we trade between one another and we maximize on our mutual potential, we could actually achieve the African dream in the shortest period. You know, so we have uh, tremendous opportunities. But the thing is, we need leadership and governance to orient those policies so that things could be accelerated and business could be conducted so that uh, the continent could move to uh, uh, to the direction of um, uh, rapid economic development just like you said you talked about um we need um directions from good policies and all that you know what you said is you know the perfect um word for you know investing in africa you know on top um um industries you know africa to me is a virgin land it has a lot of untapped potential human capacity human potential, even raw materials and all that. So, but now you talked about policymakers, just like you said. So, can you outline any government incentives or initiative aimed at attracting foreign investments in Africa? Do you know of anyone in which country? Yes, of course, of course. There are a lot of incentives governments have been putting in place to attract uh, investors. Um, like uh, the um, exemption from taxation for a certain period, that's a good incentive to attract investors. You know, you come, you set up Which your business. Uh, for instance, Kenya, you go, you mm. can establish your business, they will exempt you from taxation for a wow. certain period. Or they can actually, if it's a larger company, they minimize the taxation, you know, and you could have time to get integrated into the markets. The Congolese are trying to implement the same thing for investors, you know. And we've uh, we've done uh, uh, we we've, we've conducted a reform in the mining industry, you know, and make it more attractive and more human, so that anyone could invest in, even a single person, a single individual. You don't need to own this bigger corporation to invest in the mining industry, and that's a good thing, you know. Uh, we we actually have. Uh, uh, a lot of policies and a lot of incentives that are being put in place to attract investors uh, in the continent, uh, like taxation, uh, you know, they're trying to uh, revamp taxation, reduce taxes. Um, the other thing they're trying to do is to um, uh, uh, improve the overall uh, business environment by building road and infrastructure so that people could have connectivities. Those are incentives as well, because you want to conduct your business, you need to have infrastructure. You can't uh, invest in trucking and, be, you know, you know, um, uh, freight, transportation, if you, you don't have roads, you know. So they're trying to improve infrastructure as well so that people could do those businesses, you know. And uh, the access to Internet, uh, access to, to, to facility, access to global markets easily, you know. Uh, the connection uh, between Africa and the rest of the world, the modernization of airports. We have great airports facilities across Africa. You live from Nairobi, you now have a direct flight from Nairobi to New York. Those are some of the facilities that allow us to um, uh, to attract people to mm -hmm. invest on the continent. Well, that's, 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 that's a good 
um, policy there. So an incentive too. So, but if you look at it, if you look at the incentives, in your own opinion, what steps should African government take to attract more investment? Because we need more investment. Because these initiatives and incentives, most of them are not really, like most people don't even know about these things. So it, if you look at um, some other, if you look like Dubai, they always have like all this advert talking about their countries, you know. So, mm -hmm. and what can the African heads of government, what can they do to, you know, make investment in Africa a good, a good, um, let's just say, make it more attractive that people be like, okay, I want to go and invest in Africa because it's attractive to do that and there's a return on investment there is um there is transparency you know what can you suggest that um the heads of government of different countries can actually do to make investment in Africa attractive um hello I think so to to I think um there's a little bit of issue with the network over there so let's let's move ahead. So, um, we can invest. Okay, you're here. You're back. Uh, yes, right. I'm back. Sorry. Um, right. so um, like, what we have to do is to create this mechanism where we promote Africa correctly. Uh, we actually have some uh, some initiatives already. If you look at Kenya under the Ministry of Tourism, they have this what they call magical Kenya, and they promote where they expose Kenya. Uh, we, if you go to South Africa, you have visit South Africa, you have uh, um, visit Congo, visit Rwanda, and so on. The year of return in Ghana, where they mm -hmm. call people from Africa descent, you know, they actually give passports to a um, uh, lot of Ghanaians from Africa descent who are now uh, celebrities all across the globe, mm -hmm. uh, especially from the United States. Those are incentives to market a country. And Africa is doing it, you know. And the results are already there when you see celebrities start talking more about Africa. And we, we, can, we could see the effect of that. Let's go to Nigeria, for instance. How the Nigerian musical industry has put Nigeria on the map, you know. It's the most, and that's a way to export our soft power, to show that there is Nigeria somewhere. There is good Nigerian music. And there's not just music in Nigeria. There's also business opportunities. That's why you see this Facebook, Microsoft, um, Apple, they, they're trying to put their offices across some African countries, Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana, and so on. They are being attracted to the continent because that's where the future is happening. Me too. Uh, you're, you're right about it, especially the Afro music. The world is Afrocentric right now. So yeah. now um, to round up, you know, um, the the last question, not the last question, but last question, because I still have a couple of questions for you. So as the executive secretary of the African Coalition for Development, you know, I know the fact that um, the nonprofit you know, the organization is a think tank group and you focus more on um, development of Africa. So how, in your own view, how can investors, you know, diaspora investors, foreigners, contribute to Africa's infrastructural development and even economical development? Well, uh, the first thing is mobilization. We have to know and to learn how to mobilize uh, African resources and to tap into them, be it from the diaspora or from uh, within the continent. You know, the problem is not lack of resources or uh, lack of access to finance. The problem is lack of structure. Yeah, we don't have the proper structure to maximize and to tap into those resources. So we have to create structure from the diaspora to Africa. And you know, we should change the actual narrative of, uh, of the investor concepts. An investor is not just someone who comes from overseas. You could be living in a country and be an investor, you know, because you invest into something. And we have people locally who could be investors as well and mm -hmm. invest 
to uh, bigger projects. They could invest into roads, but we need structures that will um, allow them to do so. And again, those structures could only come from the government because those are the people leading us. And uh, talking about the government, there's the requirement as well, their leadership, you know. And uh, I feel like that's the ingredient we're lacking. Uh, we need people to take those positions of leadership, be it in the financial industry, in the market industry, um, uh, uh, in the investment industry, and so on and so forth. So we need to uh, we need to maximize on our own people, and we have to structure the maximization. Mm. So, um, if you look about government policies, investors, um, these are like different players. So let's look at the the, the players on ground. You know, we talk about the the local communities. How do you think they will benefit from investment projects in Africa? You know, not, not forgetting that most um, investors, um, they are, um, most of them, it's all about the profits. You know, if you look at the, the mines in Congo, you know, mm. you know, most investors, most, you know, natural resources investors, they just want to go there, mm. you know, use the local people, dig the ground, get the diamonds. They don't care whether they die or not you know, poor working conditions, you know, they don't really care. Their goal is get me my resources and if you die, you die. It's none of my business, you know. So how can local communities benefit well from investment projects in Africa? Not just well, in the, the, the pond only, yeah? Well, uh, the, the answer lies, uh, again, uh, in the hands of government. But I think the way forward is processing Africa should stop being an extractive continent. We should stop seeing Africa as a sum, as a place to extract, but it should be looked as a place to invest, a place to transform, a place to manufacture, a place to build something substantial. So we should start processing our own mineral resources. That's the only way people could benefit from uh, those mineral resources. Mm, processing. You know? Yeah, not everyone is a miner. Not everyone can go and uh, and 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 mine, uh, you know, but if we start building processing uh, processing um, plants across the, the, the continent, we now create jobs for our people and we give our young people access to employment, access to expertise, and that's how we develop and we put money in the pockets of the people. And that's when they start benefiting from their own resources, you know. We, st we have to start processing our own natural resources. And iPhone mm. should not continue being manufactured in India, China, or the United States in California while they use the Congolese mineral to manufacture it. Mm. If they want the Congolese mineral, Apple should be able maybe to go and manufacture it in the Katanga region. They want mm. to, to, to be the electric vehicle. They want the lithium. Let them manufacture those electric vehicles in the DRC. Let not them just uh, go and extract minerals there under uh, poor conditions where they pay people less than $1 a day. They are not respecting human, human rights and, um, and, uh, and expect as if uh, we'll, continue, uh, to, to, uh, uh, we'll continue to appreciate such kind of way of doing things. You know, Africa, Africa should stop being um, an extractive place. We should start producing. Africa has to become a manufacturing PowerPoint. You know? mm. You're right about that. If you look at Nigeria, you see that um, there's, um, you know, the Dangote refineries right now, built by the local, you know, Dangote, and, um, which is a good step because that mm -hmm. Uh, refinery is going to power at least all West Africa, maybe some Central Africa, and if possible, all African states. So, which is yes. a good thing. So, but you know, all these things come to funding. It comes to funding. So, I, as a, a, a small business owner in Nigeria, for example, or in Ghana or in Congo, funding is almost impossible to get. Loans mm. are almost impossible to get. Impossible to get. So those are the things that stick. It sticks because 
there's no way you can get funding as a small business owner. It's almost impossible to get. No, let me give you let me give you the way forward. We have to establish credit bureaus in our country. And when it comes to money, we have natural resources. They have the paper called dollars and whatever, what we call money, you know. Um, and I, I think the real wealth is the capacity to transform, transform things to uh, add an additional value on an object, on a mineral and so on. That's why it's important to invest in education. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we need to establish credit bureau and uh, learn how to establish proper mechanisms that will allow our people to have access to credit. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so credit. People, if people have access to credit, they could easily conduct businesses. You know, young people have to be able to borrow. Yeah. Uh, we are in a stage where um, the only way to address the unemployment challenge in Africa is to promote entrepreneurship and businesses. True. And people True. to do businesses, they need capital. Where do they access capital with a fair interest, you know, mm. interest rate? So the thing to do is to um, incentivize that by creating uh, all these mechanisms that could be coordinated by the government so that people can have access uh, to, uh, to the funds. Hmm. and um, conduct their businesses. And the other right. thing, like I talked about the Bank for the African Diaspora. You know, If we rationalize and we, um, we bet on the remittance that comes from the diaspora and establish, for instance, the Diaspora Bank for Africa, where hmm. all that money will be transiting and we impose a tax on every money that is coming from the diaspora that has to be reinvested into that bank, so that the bank could provide loans to Africans. Imagine what we could do in ten years. That's, that's those, a are, those are some of the ideas, you know. Mm. We we have to put in place and, and elaborate in which mechanism we could implement them. So the thing here again is all about having that creative mindset, having that right leadership, and uh, put yourself in a position of a disruptor because. Africa has to be independent economically, and that's the only way to empower our people. That's the only way to put money uh, in the pockets of all these young people who try to cross mm. the sub, uh, the Saharan desert mm. as they are for better life. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So now we are, you know, just like you said, you know, just get funding. But we know, we all know about um, venture capitalists. You know, okay. Let me just take a note. If you talk about um, people getting access to fund, I think in Nigeria there's access to fund actually, but not mm-hmm. so much. You understand? For especially for fintech companies, there are a lot of fintech companies. There's a credit bureau right now called Scoff, based off of Nigeria. You know, and um, they get like people's score, credit score. You know, based off. Of, I wish more African countries can actually emulate that. So mm-hmm. now I want to ask you this. Um, let's just say second to the final question before we get to that uh, winner's role. Um, what role can venture, like venture capital, what role can venture capital and yeah. private equity play in stimulating investment in Africa? What um, role do you think they can play? I think, I don't like how VCs operate, frankly. Because most of the time, what they do is to take other people's idea and, and, and businesses. And I feel like that's another form of capitalism that has to be, um, has to be combated. So um, we, 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 we should do things differently. But there is all this new narrative of Black-owned venture capitalists. And mm. that's a good idea because it's a, it's a revolution based on... On, on the needs to uh, give um, uh, to black businesses uh, access to funds without taking up their enterprises and their ideas, you know. Uh, so uh, VCs should change the way they operate so that people could have uh, 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 the capacity to play a fair game, you know. Even though you need funds, we have to acknowledge that the most important resources is not the liquidity, but the idea the person has. And uh, people should be able to bet on 
other people's idea without principally trying to take their idea and uh, take their ownership, you know. So the government should not learn how to regulate that in Africa and play a fair capitalism that is um, uh, that is not exploitative or that is not uh, uh, um, that is not hemming to uh, to um, to distort someone who has an idea and someone who has a, a great uh, a proposal that could actually uh, generate income for himself as well as for uh, uh, the community at large. That's, that's right. I agree with that. You know, although you know, venture capitalists are needed. You know, sometimes to stay to 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 stay up the the capitalism spirit, but not too much of capitalism. If not, everything will be all about for profits in Africa because Africa is known for that that humanity. You know, togetherness. You know, community. You know, we don't we don't want to get to that point where all we think about is money. We want to do investment. We want to make sure people in Africa, enjoy the fruit of their labor, the fruit of their land, you know, you know, good food, you know, quality education, um, good infrastructure, just the basic things of life. Um, to round that up, uh, the last question I'm going to ask you on this series is, um, what advice do you have to anyone, just like you're talking to an investor right now or somebody who's interested in investing in Africa, what advice would you would you give to them? Uh, to stop being skeptical and to dare to invest in Africa. Um, it's, you know, the person uh, will definitely maximize profit, but at the same time, the person will contribute a lot to the improvement of the living condition of the people. And I believe uh, that should be uh, the the first drivers of, of people who believe in humanity and people who um, um, who uh, want to improve other people's lives. Because uh, uh, I see things quite differently, you know. So the best way to uh, the best way to to do things is to do things in a morality and with the um, with the goal that empower people, you need to put people at heart first. You know, that's that's the first thing. Know that you are not dealing with um, animals or whatever. You're dealing with people. You know, it's all about the people improving their lives. And if people are happy, they will actually put money in your pocket, and everyone is a winner. So um, they should invest in proper industries. Uh, they are welcome to invest in Africa. They have to bet on Africa because that's where the future is. Yeah. Regardless of anything that can be said, uh, the booming of Africa is an escape. It's something we can escape. So we're moving toward there. Uh, we might not moving on a rapid pace, but Africa is definitely the future, and Africa is the present now. So they should bet on it. Africa is the present, right? Yeah. So. So they need to jump onto that African investment. So if you are thinking about investment in Africa, this is the right time to do because the world is Afrocentric. So mm -hmm. there's a lot from natural resources to human capacity, you know, human capital, you know, a lot of things is right there. So you need to that invest on that. So um, Gideon Baleke, thank you for coming on this show. Uh, we really appreciate. We hope to have you another time on another topic. So, but I want to ask um, this final thing. I always ask everybody who come to the show. You know, the show is all about winners. So I know you're an entrepreneur, you're a, a business owner, you're a consultant, you're a political activist, you know, you do so much things. So I want you to talk to my viewers. You know, um, in two minutes, you know, just tell them how you got started, you know, the failures you had and how you were able to become a winner in your field. Yeah. So just in a few minutes, just talk to my, my, my listeners and viewers to understand that anybody can be a winner. Yeah. You know, you know all right. If it's all about a definition, there's one word that can define me. It's courage. Being courageous, you know, 
life is not easy. Life is a set of challenges we overcome every day. So uh, being alive is itself a challenge. And uh, as a winner, we need to have that mindset in order and um, uh, failure is part of life, you know. We fail, but I don't see failure as a uh, uh, as the end of everything. I see failure as an opportunity to restart afresh, to reorient me, to amend myself, and to move into the right direction. So let's not shy away from failure, you know. Accept to fail. Sometimes it's good to fail so that you could go into in the right directions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, as a uh, as a person who believes in courage, who believes in uh, who believes in God overall, um, we have to we have to be courageous. Uh, it's all about courage. Be courageous. Be consistent. Uh, believe in yourself, in your ability. Because if you don't believe in you, no one will give you credit. No one will be will have the ability to believe in you. You know, it starts with you. It ends with you, of course, but know that uh, you definitely have to be you and be courageous. Thank you so much for that kind word. Um, yeah, set it up. You know what made him a winner? He failed. He stood up. He's courageous. He believed in God, and he solved the, the, the he has a solution right now. The solution he just told you. So now it is time for you to dust. No matter how many times you feel, entrepreneurship, business, even whatever you call that failure, just put it aside and take a step. You know, just like he also said, he said, even investing in Africa is a risk, but you have to take that risk because only people who took risk are the ones who win. So you can never win except you take that risk. So just take that risk, take that bold step. Don't just sit down in that your house or in that your comfort zone. Get out of that comfort zone and take that step. You're a winner. So till next time, thank you so much for coming to my show, um, Gideon Baleke. Thank you for your wisdom. I appreciate that. And um, we hope to have you next time, just like I said earlier. We hope to have you next time. So any last words? Before we, thank we you for having me, Jay, and thank you for having me in this amazing show. It was an honor and a pleasure and a privilege to be part of it. And mm-hmm. I look forward to uh, other episodes as we unleash the African potential. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, that's the end for the show today. I'll see you next week. I'm going to bring somebody who's fantastic on the show. Um, just wait for the show and see. I'm not going to tell you yet. So until next time. Stay winning, stay blessed. It's the winner's circle. This is the second of the Yellow Silicon.